Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Oscar turns heel. Drew McIntyre, does he join Judgment Day or not? We still are entrenched in the Carmelo Hayes Trick Williams saga and your full gear predictions. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. I was tripping off that. That's two at least heel turns in back-to-back days. And, and factions. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Heel Street Blues, and sitting directly <laughs> across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? To all the real beefers, we stand up and all be accounted for. And if you don't give a fuck about a bitch, then you roll in 314. And on that we note, I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, Volume 334, Chapter 3, Verse 14, and the Good Smart saith, Hashtag Boo the Heels, it's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the Holy Trinity of BFR. Prediction week, pre-roll week, all kinds of good shit. So if you didn't know, that's the joke. When we do predictions moving forward, we do a pre-roll while we do it so we have a good time. So we're doing full gear predictions, we're doing main roster, we're doing all that shit. Get we do pre-rolls the whole time. We Not smoke the, the whole time. Not all the time. And pre-rolls are supposed to be special for prediction weeks. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on? Two beers, Zach. Beautiful West in the house. Yeah, I am back in Portland. I've been uh, in Astoria all week, uh, you know, just gooning, straight gooning, being a goonie. <laughs> in a hotel room by myself gooning you know is that a euphemism for jerking off again (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah anthony bowen's actually used it or no yeah anthony bowen's actually used last week on AEW television pretty funny about gooning yeah he said uh stop being a gooner to uh on the 69 celebration man they were both they were both being gooners pretty hard on that one yeah, yeah. I, I guess i don't know what a gooner is what's a gooner i have no idea i think it's where you just like jerk off so much that uh you're just dumb that's a real term <laughs> i think so oh <laughs> oh this, this could be an issue <laughs> what a way a to thing. start <laughs> that's a thing and sitting directly next to jason cornelius bell i don't know how i figured this was a better idea <laughs> i put bo right next to jason we have bo we have geese vice we have vice what's going on vice hey i'm happy to be here and i got uh 99 problems but he ain't one. <laughs> I forgot to give you your. I forgot to give you your intro. I should have been like, "What up? Eat it." What up, turd? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey man, hey, hey, oh man, hang on, hang on. How's that his intro? How's that just strictly for Bo? That's I, I'm just. Up. I'm just gonna use it all the time. <laughs> hey, no, no, I will take it. So hey, we are coming is, at you from. Cool. I mean, it's perfect out here. It is a perfect autumn night. Out here in St. Charles, Missouri, we're sitting on the back deck. We are chilling, uh, getting ready to talk about a whole bunch of wrestling. Um, not a whole lot of preamble to get going. I say, let's kick it off with that three count. One, two, three. JCB, kick it off. What's the one count? Uh, let's talk a little main roster. Um, obviously, a couple of big points 
going into this uh, one on SmackDown, one on Raw, and obviously Bill brought them up to me. The more important of the two flips, I would probably say, is Asuka going to uh, damage control. I was kind of worried about damage control a little bit. Um just because when, at least for me, when Kyrie came in, I wasn't sure how that dynamic was going to kind of play itself out, uh, especially it feels like Bailey was not really on the the same page with everybody else when Dakota Kai was telling uh, Bailey that they brought Kyrie in to help, you know, take the load off her, yada, yada, yada. Um, it just felt like a, a weird combination when Asuka joins now it feels more so like um they have more things in common obviously you have Asuka Kyrie Sane EO Sky all coming from the the western portion of the world uh Dakota Kai same thing she has stardom ties the person that feels like the I person out is Bailey and I, we were talking last week about the possibility of Bailey flipping a baby face and Bill was saying that he couldn't see it, yada, yada, yada. And I had I'd said that there had to be some sort of way to make fans feel empathy, you know, for Bailey. This feels like, especially when Bailey felt like the last to know everything, Dakota was explaining everything, Oscar flips. You could tell Bailey didn't know that was coming but everybody else felt like they were in on the joke. It feels like ultimately, and this is just my guess, is that somehow, some way, Bailey is booted out the same way that Damian Priest feels like he's going to leave slash get kicked out of the Judgment Day. Obviously, we'll talk about that in a second. But for me, the way I'm interpreting it, it feels like they're bringing Dakota Kai might be the figurehead of this because she was doing a lot of the talking and she'll be doing less of the wrestling because she's still coming back from that knee injury. Feels like Dakota would be the figurehead, so to speak, the talking box, and then you would have Asuka, Io, and Kyrie Sane as the three women in the ring until you can bring Dakota Kai back. Zach, what did you think about Asuka's? I don't know if it was a heel turn with Asuka, but it definitely, I mean, she was already healed. It's like they flipped her face for one week just to flip her back heel. But um, what do you think about Asuka potentially joining damage control? Yeah, Asuka's been healed for a while, but the fans really like her. Um, so it's just kind of one of those weird things. Uh, I'm into it because, especially with uh, all three of those women, uh, you know, right now you pretty much have the best wrestlers in WWE, like wrestler wrestlers as far as the women in one stable, uh, you know, as far as like match quality and stuff. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I thought, I think it's pretty neat. Um, if they kick Bailey to the curb, you know, that's fine. If it's, if they're going to tell a story, uh, I could definitely see it as well. But as it stands, like bringing Oscar into the fray, man, um, that's like, there's never been a better women's stable probably in history as far as, um, for WWE, uh, as far as ring work. Yeah, I'm down with this. The main thing that this did for me was remind me uh, that Asuka and Io Sky were in a tag team before called the Kabuki Warriors, and I had completely erased that from my 
memory. Just completely forgot that they were in a thing called the Kabuki Warriors and just thinking how Vince that sounded, but apparently they came up with it. Sounds racist to me, but anyway. <laughs> now they're like, I, you know, I'm down, I'm down with the faction. Like, Zach says it's the best faction ever. Has there ever been a women's faction? Like, not just a tag team, but like an actual, like, stable of women? I know the four, four horse women is something they talk about, but that's just more... That's more shoot style that's just what they're referred to because they were the ones that kind of put women's wrestling on the map in wwe but has there ever been a stable i don't think there has been i don't think so either to be the more and more i think about it and that's probably the reason why when i saw the end quip when they were standing over you know the fallen baby faces and you know hands up held up high i was like damn okay i don't think i've ever seen this before and it, Especially when it's been leading, because this is all leading to Survivor Series, obviously, in two weeks. You see it like that. You don't see it where after Survivor Series, damage control will still move forward with these four or five women. So, I honestly, I can't think of it. Um, I'm, I'm really curious to see where this goes, because this has be all kinds of just invested moving forward they could be running rough shot over the women's division for at least the next six months don't make a joke about their periods syncing up okay jason what's next let's jump back up to the front of smackdown uh you had ko coming out looking good uh to do commentary for a little bit since um Cody Graves came out with my man stole tie from uh Nick Aldis. LWO comes out to for their segment. Santos Escobar finally admits the fact that he did leave the brass knuckles on the uh, apron to help out Ray to lose the match. He and well actually Carlito comes out, take that back to accuse Santos of doing that. Ultimately Santos fesses up to it. Later on down the line, he beats up Ray. Him and Carlito have a little scuffle. And then ultimately Santos comes out to cost Carlito the match against Bobby Lashley. Um, I, I said it last week, not a huge surprise. It's just now you're going to – I'm not sure if Ray Mysterio is, you know, quote-unquote – uh, out with injury because of this attack. I think that's the uh, the storyline that they're going to go with. So I would assume Santos gets Carlito first and then Ray down the line. But we'll see what happens. He had, uh, he had shoot knee surgery. Okay. Ray did? Yeah, he had, had like just like an existing – he's had a torn meniscus, I guess, for a while. But he wanted to get through the Logan Paul match. And, uh, yeah, so he's out for just a couple months. Probably a pretty big payday. Uh, what do you th- what do you think about this angle, Zach? Uh, yeah, you know, it seems a little rushed overall, but it makes sense because he's out with injury. But uh, that's kind of what we assumed uh, was happening. And, uh, yeah, I'm into it. Like, uh, that's up for whenever he comes back. Big fan of this. Um, I think that's kind of nuanced. I think that Santos plays kind of a – a plausible heel uh, for that's probably not the right term, but like it seems like his anger is justified. Like he never admitted to leaving the brass knuckles there on purpose. Did he? I thought he did. Uh, what they argued about it. And then that's when they started to scuffle. Bobby Lashley's music came out and they all kind of went their separate ways. I think it's, if he didn't admit to it, then it was kind of like insinuated ultimately where, you would lead to lead, one would lead to believe that that was the plan because he couldn't do it. He couldn't punch out Ray 
on his own. It was one of his last words to Ray. It was like, it's supposed to be me and you. It was supposed to be me and you. And now you look what you made me do to you. So I think ultimately it was kind of. I mean, you got you got to look at it like in kayfabe style. style. Santos Escobar has completely worshipped Rey Mysterio. Santa es- Santos Escobar has his own faction. The uh, LWO. L- no, I mean before that, uh, shit. What were they called? What were they called in NXT? Oh, Legato del Fantasma. Yeah, Legato, sorry, Legato del Fantasma. He brings him up to the main roster, and here's this hero being like, hey, check it out. I got a stable that I was in 20 years ago. How about we just update it with all new stuff? Santos Escobar is like, sure thing, hero. And so Santos Escobar has been sitting here the whole time doing everything that Ray wants, and then he makes one mistake. He leaves the brass knuckles there. And then Carlito, of all people, who's been chilling in Puerto Rico for years and years and years, he comes down. He's like, hey, check it out, Ray. This whippersnapper, he doesn't have your back. Santos is like, I've had your back forever, for a full year now. And then Ray turns on Santos. Ray believes Carlito right away. Santos has got a point. This is like how the Joker became the Joker. Great heat. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll just say this. Do you buy that? Uh, Seth, I, I I need a quarterback. I can't give you the full dollar. I'm gonna need a quarterback. Okay. Uh, I'll just say this. I, up I was to, trying to make it work. Up to a certain point, I'll get you. And when Santos got hurt, obviously still kayfabe style. Kayfabe when style. when Santos got hurt, and then Ray took the U.S. title chance and then won it. That feels more like the reason to get pissed off versus they're both reasons to get pissed off. To me, if I was Santos, I'd be more mad about Ray beating me to the punch for the U.S. title versus he's looking at Carlito in a more favorable light. Yeah, Santos would have had a real hard time losing to Logan Paul just like Ray did. What do you think, Zach? Uh, I do. I I appreciate the nuance. Like you said, it's not just, uh, oh, I'm going to turn heel because I'm going to turn heel and we're just going to do a program, uh, which happens a lot. It it can be pretty lazy. And then they'll just say, oh, because of the fans or because I was overshadowed or whatever. Uh, I like it. Uh, What's next, Jason? Um, Just matches, uh, physical matches on SmackDown. Dragon Lee beats Cedric Alexander again. Ooh, was somebody listening to my suggestion about them having the best of seven? Well, then, shit, Cedric's down 2-0, motherfucker. That's what what happens. No, man, shit, Cedric's supposed to at least split. Jesus Christ, you know, at least keep me interested. I I was watching Five games left. Yeah, right. I was watching, I'm like, man, am I this high or they, this is the same match again? Wait. Okay, different match. Different oh, yeah. match. Cool, no. cool, cool, cool. Somebody there. The is match a fan. is really good. No, they, yeah, man, no. they fucking ruled. It, it, once again, I, somebody on the writing staff is a beefer. <laughs> and heard you talking about this, and I love the matches. It's just what's what are we doing? I mean, I love Cedric Alexander. Hey, the WWE writer, if you're listening, bring back Eugene. Go ahead. <laughs> Come find Bill. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is this ultimately leading to? Because, I mean, Dragon Lee's going to go wherever he's going to go. He's on the rise. We get that. What's this for Cedric Alexander? Is this just him use, getting used to put Dragon Lee over, or is there going to be a story for Cedric Alexander? That's my only question. Outside of that, it was what it was. Um, LA Knight versus I mean, Grace. I doubt it. I don't Cedric think so. Cedric Alexander either. could get released tomorrow, and I would be like, 
unsurprised. I'd be bummed because he's a great wrestler. Cedric Alexander and, could but, have a best of series with Dragon Lee, lose four to three, and still get released the next day, and I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, yeah, that's right. They got as much out of him yeah. as they could. Yeah, they squeezed it at the. Uh, the juice of all of that uh, lemon for sure. The tank is dry. Yeah. Um, Grace Warren loses to L.A. Knight. No surprise there. Um, obviously, this is L.A. Knight getting reheated like Bill always likes to claim that can happen. We'll see how that will work here Dude, in a little anybody. bit. Uh, <laughs> nice vignettes for Solo coming up next week, reinforcing him stomping out John Cena, Logan Paul, um, Reinforcing the fact that he won the U.S. title by nefarious ways. Um, KO and uh, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory had their little... Uh, KO was on commentary all SmackDown. Up until this point. The best. He was on fire. Yeah. Uh, actually, you and I were talking about that over the weekend. Time to get suspended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he could pour water on me. That's fine. I could take that. Here's a bottle at you. I can't handle that. <laughs> Time to get suspended. <laughs> Time to get suspended. Um, I said it to Vice over uh, between us. If if and when, more so when KO decides to retire and hang them up, they should give him a mic and a set of headphones and put him behind a desk and immediately make him part of the commentary crew. I think he's just perfectly made for commentary. Just I think he just gets it. Um. Jimmy Uso and LA Knight obviously are going to have a match next week. Um, I don't get the Jimmy Uso new character. It's not like Jay. I don't think it should be like Jay, but I don't. I don't think for me it resonates the way Jay character does. I'll let you guys take it from there. Go ahead, Zach. I miss this. Uh, what, what what is Jimmy Uso's new character? Uh, I haven't enjoyed anything that he's done since uh, he jumped the shark. SummerSlam. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jimmy's new character, I guess, is like kind of like dumber than he used to be. That's the only thing that I can tell. Is that what Jimmy's new That's character pretty is? Pretty dumb. It's not even that he's dumber. He's just more like the the heater, I guess. You know, he's always. What, what did Zach say about Ricochet last week? He wasn't that smart to begin with. Oh man, dog, <laughs> nigga, that that nigga Ricochet was probably with Samantha Irvin on some day, you know, and she'll take the oh shit, what the fuck was that? I just, <laughs> I just took a strike. I'm no, I'm cool, baby. I'm cool. Let's <laughs> say just order. I'll be right back. But yeah, but yeah is Jimmy's new character? He's just dumb. I guess he keeps being like I'm changing. I'm calling the play now, boss, right, or yeah. whatever. I don't. I, just, I don't know. It don't just seems it. really, really cartoony. Slapstick, whatever yeah. word you want to yeah, use. That's I, a better word. Not a bad. Not a big fan of it. I, <clears throat> I get they're not supposed to be the same, but this is more WWE sports entertainment, Jimmy, and that's just not hit. For other people, love it, and God bless you for it. If you're one of those people, I ain't mad at you, but it just not for me. Um. Let's jump to Raw. Um, obviously, the big story with Raw is it's Judgment Day, all up and down this Joker. Um, the opening segment, to me, the biggest point was Damian Priest usurping all and declaring himself the leader of the Judgment Day, which got some very curious looks from Finn Balor and Dominic Mysterio. I was like, oh, no, I said that, huh? <laughs> you know what I was thinking about, though? Technically, he's the oldest member. It, oh, in Judgment Day, he was the go. first one in Judgment Day besides Edge. It was Damian Priest. If you want to do like a founding member, okay. he's more of a founder than the rest of them. 
Completely fair. Completely fair. He should kick the rest of them out. Yeah. <laughs> you say, I'm star judgment day over. From the bottom. He grabs Shelton, MVP, and Cedric. <laughs> oh, that's what they were doing with Cedric. Now it makes sense. They call it judgment night. Oh! <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <clears throat> you ain't shit. That leads to a tag team match for between Sammy Zayn and Seth versus uh, JD McDonough and Dominic Mysterio. That ends into a, ends in a DQ. Total schmoz. I was t- totally thinking of Bill when all this was going on. It's like, man, AEW is over here. It's filtered into Raw. They just doing this shit at the, the, the first hour instead of the, uh, the the final segment of shit. Um, it's go ahead. It's Survivor Series season. I mean, that's the type yeah, of shit they I know, do. I know. I'll, t- I'll take this over Raw versus SmackDown. I know I've said it, but like this actually feels like everybody actually has beef with Judgment Day, and it makes sense that those four guys want to fight Judgment Day. Like, so no, I'm, I'm cool with it. Totally agree. Um, Rhea and Zoe have a little segment that I feel bad for Zoe Stark. Somebody was trying to defend her to me on Twitter. It's like, you know, Becky put her over and. You know, that now, you know, fans are fickle because they don't like women's wrestling. I'm like, wait a minute, hang on. Becky did not put her over. She won a match versus Becky. But then from that point, it was basically from Zoe Becky to Becky Trish. Zoe was on the exterior of this. Tr- I, I think I think we're like, we're too far in the forest to see the trees. Because what, what this actually is, is them using NXT the way it should be. When they call somebody up like Zoe Stark, put her directly into, and, and if you believe in her, you know, throw her in, see if she can swim. You put her directly into a program with Trish fucking Stratus and Becky Lynch, and now she's challenging for the belt. At least it's new. At least it's fresh. Um, I'm not, and uh, she needs a little work on her character, no doubt. I'm but not she can wrestle, though. I'm, I, I'm, I'm high on Zoe Stark. I, I like am, her. too. I just disagree with the fact that she was – I don't think she was put in a, a, a place to succeed the way that this has kind of led, if, if, if well, that makes sense. the promo that Rhea cut on her was pretty fucking good. Uh, Zach, what do you think about this segment? Yeah, I, I think Zoe Stark in, like, a, a perfect position for – you know, what she's doing, you know, in her experience level as far as uh, WWE. I think it's, I think it's good. Uh, I don't, I think it does suffer from the fact that Rhea doesn't have a lot of believable contenders. Like, I don't know that, uh, I think that's kind of what a lot of the WWE titles right now suffer from is there aren't a lot of times where I think the belt might go away except Seth's belt. He's like the only one really not like a super dominant champion. Um, so at least as far as the main belts go. Uh, but anyway, uh, I am stoked to see Zoe Rhea, and I was more stoked to see it after after this. I'm, I'm into the match. I'll say this about to uh, address your point about Seth not being dominant. He's not dominant, but it's like when they introduced this belt, the point was that Roman – doesn't fight as much as he should and that Seth was going to be a fighting champion. That's fine. He is a fighting champion, but I think that keeping the belt on him this long, actually, it. I think it's kind of weird to have both belts, both men's belts, with long tile reigns because 
Seth's going on over six. He's over six months at this point. He won it at WrestleMania, right? Or they introduced it the day after WrestleMania. No. Yeah, he's due. Like that belt is due to change hands. I thought that was because he defended it at WrestleMania. Um, I thought it was overseas when he beat AJ Styles. Um, I don't, it was that Crown Jewel too? I guess last year. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So that was after WrestleMania. Let's just say it was September. May. No, it was no. They did. I think they did a, a second Crown Jewel later on in the year. Well, they just had one a couple weeks ago. No, no, no I'm talking about 2022. No, Seth hasn't had since 2022. That belt was not at WrestleMania. Right? I'm going to look right now. Hold that thought. I Um, think it's about six months. Yeah, I think it was after WrestleMania. I think it was like May. I thought he defended it at WrestleMania. I could be wrong. Did Seth fight at WrestleMania? (laughs) Um, Well, I'll just go like this. Wait. Go ahead. If if this is – Seth and Roman are different, but you kind of want them to be different. To me, the title like, doesn't really make a difference to me personally. It's how they're booking the two different champions. Obviously, Roman's not going to be there on a week-to-week, you know, basis grinding it out, but Seth's willing to do it. And a part of that story – or part of that is built-in storyline of – having this back injury or whatever the case may be, blah, blah, blah. For me, I, I didn't never, I've never thought that the title should have flipped. Maybe Nakamura, I'll give you that one. Um, Damian Priest right now kind of feels like the next. I thought Drew might have been a decent one, but I want him to flip heel um, before that. So what was that say? 171 days. He won it on May 27th, 2023. Yeah. So that was the, he was the first champ. So he hasn't had it for quite six months. Time for it to change. Um, I hope he doesn't carry it till WrestleMania. Uh, who's Seth fighting in WrestleMania? Who do you think? Uh, way too convoluted right, convoluted right now. No it's clue. like impossible to say. No. It's really impossible to say. Uh, what else we got? Um, Nakamura beats Otis, um, Drew and Seth backstage, asterisk on this, they shake hands, Drew says, you know, the better man won, yada, 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 I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you better watch that knife, right there, I was like, yeah, this, he's gonna flip, right here, this motherfucker getting ready to stab the shit out of him, um, Tegan, uh, Knox beats, uh, Piper Can't Niven. trust Scottish people. <laughs> Whoa! God damn! Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> some poor guy over in the Scotland pub drinking his pint, getting some shrapnel from BFR. I was like, what's this? What's this BFR? Bill, Bill's showing his colors and they're not blue and white. Shit. <laughs> um, Ms. Ivar and Bronson Reed have a backstage confrontation, more so Ivar and Bronson Reed. That comes into play here in a little bit. Ludwig Kaiser beats Ciampa. Um, funny that... Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, I love Samantha Urban. I think she's one of the best fucking um, ring announcers in the last 10 or 15 years easily. I, I mean that in all sincerity. Um, I think she's the like, fu- uh, just like a hotter Howard Finkel. Mm. Mm. Okay, I, I'm not... I, I, I can't say I disagree and, with that. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, hotter is subjective. 
It yeah, oh, kind of depends on the day. The fink. <laughs> I'm not sure how to come back with that. Hey, Zach, everybody's got to type. <laughs> um, look, Thankfully, po- yeah, right. for me. No shit. I say stand. <laughs> I'm the one that's the, the well. Yeah, I'm the one that's the only single guy in this whole group. So yeah, I I could be the uh, the I before you after after see on this one. Goodwig uh, actually gets ran down by Gunther backstage. I think that's kind of funny now how the the tables are turning a little bit where now Giovanni is getting the props for doing the dirty work and now Ludwig Kaiser's in the doghouse. Something to look forward to there. Uh, Judgment Day. I was, I was very into this. Not necessarily like the, the the segment itself or anything, but I was very worried about like them like casting out Giovanni and I'm like, oh my God. Uh, but if, if it's just going to be Gunther being a bully to both the guys, then that's kind of fun. I was like, man, if they like cast Giovanni out of this like trio like he'd just be lost he'd be the next Tucker way better I mean that is sad but that's true he would be the next Tucker they wouldn't do shit with him if he's not an Imperium they could do a lot with him actually they could like take six months off and bring him back as like a like an Italian like Don Juan style you know Lothario no 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 I'll say damn it Soprano we are I was about to say Eunuch Oh, Jesus. Judgment Day segments next, where JD McDonough obviously becomes a member of Judgment Day. Uh, Zia Lee beats Andy Hartwell. Nia Jax and Raquel Rodriguez backstage. Miz defeats Ivar uh, to officially become the next contender for Gunther at uh, Survivor Series. Um, Chances of Miz winning the IC title at Survivor Series, Bill? Zero. Three beer. Zero. Fives? Not going to happen. I think even if he breaks his neck in the match, he'll still roll up Miz just like Owen Hart. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Rolled up by Austin. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay, that was a little much. <laughs> Gunther, Gunther ain't losing the miss. That's that's fucking comedy. God, that means he's gonna lose the miss. Yeah, right. You just put that shit out there. I know. Um, yeah. When Bill predicts it, yeah, it's probably going fun. backwards. Bad news. Agent Zero over here. Um, Kiss the of best death. thing to come out of this is gonna be it's not happened yet, and that's Ivar versus Bronson Reed. Yeah. Um, that, that's what I was just getting ready to talk about. The Miz obviously wins, but then Ivar and Bronson Reed fight post match, and that looks like that's going to be a ton of fucking fun. I don't keep it, that has nothing to do with titles. It just it's two super meaty men slapping meat. And when I saw Bronson Reed get to the top and do the tsunami onto uh, Ivar, I was like, holy. Shit! <laughs> now that's a fucking image right there. We need to see this shit ran back. So yeah. I would ex- expect next Just week. Like, oh. It'll be like a third of a ton of fun. <laughs> <laughs> he just fucked you too. <laughs> yeah, he just got you. <laughs> you just fucked Bill's joke. Yeah, I was about to say. Bill he, was so he was right there. I, was saying, I, I'm so this I, I don't even remember what was going to be. <laughs> I was say, I'm going to dunk this ball. Oh, no, I'm dunking this ball. Move. <laughs> he just dunked over his own team. <laughs> right? when, when Banyama's 
grabbing rebounds over his own teammate. And That's the thing. You got no. You got no one. You got no one to sit back. I'm just gonna let that one out there. Not telling my joke after that. It's hard to go after Zach when he tells his joke. It's just kind of like, yeah, that's nah, true. Yeah, I mean, that ends the segment. What's next? <laughs> Main event, you had Cody and Jay versus Judgment Day being Damian Priest and Finn Balor for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Drew McIntyre makes his presence known, takes out Drew, or takes out Jay out on the outside to allow Cody to get distracted on the inside where Judgment Day finishes him off. Judgment Day retains Rhea and Drew shake hands at the top of the ramp. So, obviously, with Survivor Series coming up in two weeks, this makes Drew as the fifth member, maybe in or out of Judgment Day. We'll find out next Monday. So, I'll ask this as a two-part question. First part, is Drew in or out of Judgment Day? Second part, who is the fifth partner for Team Cody? I'll let Bill start. Let me answer that question with a question. Why did you pass over the biggest news that happened on Raw? Jinder Mahal is back. That answer <laughs> that should answer both of your questions. Drew Drew is not in Judgment Day because yes, three man band is getting back together because Heath Slater is officially a free agent. Yes, motherfucker. And two, Jinder is going to be in a Punjabi prison. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fucking great. And uh, Jinder Mahal will be the fifth member for the babyface table. (laughs) (laughs) You imagine they're in Chicago, please going CM Punk, CM Punk, and Jinder comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Be tremendous. God, that would be the best troll of all time. Cult of personality starts playing, <laughs> but Jinder walks out. It's his new music. Just just ripped as fuck, too. Just dancing around. WWE just forks out the money to have Cult of Personality you know on what? WWE also. Oh, my God. I would just, just for the fact to see just Chicago implode, I would just, yes. I don't I, even care about Jinder Mahal. That I, don't, much. I, I would love to see that. I think the fifth babyface member is going to be Randy Orton. What do you think, Zach? Spoiler alert on that one. You picked Orton too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Jason? No, I agree. Um, they put off – if Randy is the guy that I'm 90% sure it is, I can't think of anybody else that, especially during the Triple H regime, Triple H picks and chooses when he brings guys back that – Feels like it's an impactful spot. Solo Sokoa, Randy Orton, yada, yada, yada. I think this feels like a spot where Randy can come back and you can protect him. I think that's the biggest thing, especially coming back from injury. You don't want to throw him into the cement mixer right away. So it would ultimately make sense. It would be better if, obviously, Matt Riddle was around. But, you know, that's another story for another time. All right. Um, anything else about main roster shit? Main roster, no. Obviously, we can talk about NXT uh, on the odds and ends portion of the we'll let Zach. I will, I will say I did get to watch uh, most of this Raw live because I was in a hotel room with a cable connection, which is something I never get to do. Um, and I'm really glad that I don't often do that because I feel like I would spend most Mondays doing this. And uh, 
I think it's just the project of being three hours. Most of the shit was very boring. Oh, man. Watching it live is the worst. Yeah, it's, it's almost impossible. I would, I would rather. Okay, here's the question. Would you rather be there or watch at home live? I'd rather watch at home live. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry, but the question I have is, Zach, did you rent a hotel room just to go watch Raw? My name is Zach. My name is Zach. Oh, I don't yeah, have the drop. See? I don't have the drop. Five nine. <laughs> 165 pounds. And I watch Monday, Monday Night Raw <laughs> in a hotel room so I can get away from the wife and kids. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, I'm not judging. I'm kind of jealous. I just, just let a brother know. Let a brother know. It's more common than you think. <laughs> That's great. Let's get to that two count. <laughs> One, Holy two, shit. Three. Two beer. What's the two count? Two count. We can talk about AEW. This is uh, the go-home week for Full Gear, which is shaping up to be a dope show. And um, we had great dynamite, and we had um, we had a rampage and a collision. Uh, but rampage, uh, not necessarily the entire thing worth watching, but I will ask if you guys watched that uh, Commander and Vikingo versus FTR match because that was about the only thing worth watching on this show. I did. I watched it. Uh, Kingo is the total shit. Uh, what you think of it? What you think of it, Jason? Uh, no, it was it was good. Um, I just I always wonder what Tony is going to do with the. Luchadors that he has on roster, off roster, whatever the case may be. Don't get me wrong. This is a good use to at least put them on. Commander is the guy that you that really needs the uh, the spotlight more than the other uh, three do. Um, I just want to know what what's the is there a long term plan or is this just a scenario where they're just gonna pop spot guys in and just have them you know lose to fill in the blank whomever it is. Do not get me wrong. This was a dope ass main event if you just want to sit down and put 10 15 minutes aside and watch guys literally have two different styles and that to me was the the thing you had the gooch doors on one side ftr on the other they just rang the bell and just let them motherfuckers do that shit so yeah it was dope don't get me wrong what else we got zach dude whenever he did the, i think it was like kingo that did the dive and oh uh, yeah he crashed into the fucking commentary table dude. i was like oh Oh, I, I was thought like, he was dead. That shit was just, early in the match. I'm like, what the fuck? You could see it happening too because the crowd. He did a series of moves, and the crowd got really behind him, and he got amped up. I, yeah, yeah, I was getting ready to say he was feeling it. <laughs> yeah, he was feeling he it, and he went for that suicide dive, and I was like, man, he's going, he's going hard in that shooting, suicide dive. He was shooting from the logo there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, it was. It was intentional and it was it was awesome. It, it looked a lot worse than it was. Dude. Like I was like, oh, I gotta watch that again. But, yes, man, that was, was like, that was man, very cool. Fuck yeah! I was like, take your time with this twenty count. He's gonna need it. Jesus Christ! Uh, but yeah, then uh, on Collision uh, opened up with a pretty fun match. Uh, watch uh, a longer version of this just because both these guys are really good wrestlers. But uh, Andrade versus Daniel Garcia, and most of this is like storyline uh for Miro sitting and watching in the cup chair uh from the from the back um Dan Garcia dancing I would 
Man, no. <laughs> you said from what? <laughs> from the cuck chair. You <laughs> standing up. I like had a physical reaction that I was like, oh man. Was... <laughs> I was gonna say this ain't a visual meter, but yeah, you win. Why are you talking about mirror? Like <laughs> I mean, every hotel room's got one. <laughs> <laughs> that chair right next to the bed in the corner, just like, You're like why is that there? The <laughs> That's usually the chair that I end up in, at like four o'clock at night, four o'clock in the morning Boy, after yeah. a wedding. Right. It's like, why am I still up? <laughs> We're getting jokes from three cubs, Zach Coleman. <laughs> Oh shit! But um, I liked Andrade Daniel Garcia a lot. No, it was you guys. You guys had me convinced. You guys had me convinced last week when you guys were talking about Andrade and like, nah, he's reached his peak. And I was like, well, Daniel Garcia is going over here. Like, it looks like they're giving Daniel Garcia a little push. And um, but they're they're telling a story with him losing, which I think is cool. So he's still getting on TV. And uh, Miro was talking about him on Dynamite. So. I'll just go back to our drive for just 30 seconds. It's not It's not that the talent isn't there. We all can agree upon that. No, I'm I know. just saying know. that in the hierarchy of AEW, Andrade isn't one of those guys that you look at and be like, okay, he's going to be world champion someday. We have Swerve ahead of him at this point. And well, if- there's a bunch of guys ahead of him. I, I get it. That's I, all I'm saying. There's a lot of guys. Okay, that's all I'm I saying. I can't imagine this um, match was dope. Don't get me wrong, and it would, and it had the storyline with, you know, CJ coming out, and obviously CJ, you know, signing uh, Andrade with her, uh, you know, stable, whatever it is, first signing, whatever you want to call it. To me, Daniel Garcia is the story because ultimately these, you know, losses, quote unquote, will build Daniel Garcia up in the eyes of fans. He's losing the guys that fans see as credible now. Long term, where it goes, that's going to be the question. Yeah, we had another fun match that, that my only criticism was that it wasn't longer, which was uh, Nick Wayne versus Dalton Castle. I like both of these guys a lot. Um, Nick Wayne got a big win here. Um, Nick Wayne, as a babyface, was pretty much uh, cast in that luchador role that JCB was talking about, which is. Uh, the guy's going to give you a fantastic, outstanding match, and he's going to be over with the crowd, so it doesn't matter. We can beat him every single time, uh, which is not wrong. It might be a bit misguided, um, but it's not, it's not incorrect. I understand the, the logic, but uh, Nick Wayne going over here is also the right move. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I like both these guys a lot. It was cool to see Nick Wayne get a win, even though he's a heel now. Uh, he did some heelish stuff, but... Um, yeah, that dude could be like I look at Nick Wayne as like the next Will Ospreay. Like in ten years, because Will Ospreay looked like Nick Wayne whenever he was like Nick Wayne's age too, just a skinny, you know, tall piece of shit. Yeah, and Nick Wayne is getting reps on television. Um, I also like that Dalton Castle is getting on television more. Uh, Dalton Castle is cool. I think the most the thing that really makes Dalton Castle is how high he wears his the top of his shorts it's like, <laughs> like it is really like like sixth grade teacher level like his name is susan or something Holy like shit. that 
that really, I mean, that really ties the whole thing together. It's like he's coaching third for a little league team. <laughs> it is like in 1980. <laughs> no, Dalton Castle was so cool uh, at uh, Starcast when uh, we had that 30 second interaction with he and I. So always good, cool on my book. Um, former always champion. So yeah, for Nick Wayne, that this has a little feather in his cap. Uh, we had a hangman promo, um, which we'll talk more about Oof. that uh, when we talk about dynamite. But uh, this is the shit that I was clamoring for right after that intrusion happened, the home invasion happened. Uh, this was like gangster shit from hangman, like some serious shit, basically saying like, um, you know, he's going to take a walk with his son and piss on your grave. Uh, that was some um, that was some brutal shit. So yeah. we'll talk more about that when we get to dynamite. But good, good on him. Hangman had a good week. Uh, <laughs> he did. I was wondering. no, no. I, was I wondering. totally agree. <laughs> I mean, Hangman, his promo. I mean, we'll talk about dynamite later. But I mean, he had a good week for the first time in a while. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know how. I don't know. I you know, whenever somebody says that somebody's going to die during a wrestling match, I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, <laughs> but, you know, I guess that's how mad you would be. I mean, he tore okay. up the finger paints, you know? Okay, thank you. Thank you. What? Nana was over there just banging up what the chocolate covers, what, cherries and shit? Man, come on, man. <laughs> well, and usually we only hear that shit from, like, John Moxley. So it's, yeah. it's fun to hear this from Hangman. Yeah. When he's talking about, I'll, I'll let my kid piss on your ashes, I was like, oh, 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 so you mad, man. <laughs> Shit, that's all you had Wait, to say. You watch this what was next? We had uh, LFI versus Workhorseman. No real story here, just a, just a kind of enhancement match. Um, we had uh, House of Black backstage. Uh, so they're in this uh, AW World Tag Team picture, which we can talk about. We talk about full gear prediction, so we can move on with that. Uh, but then we had Martin um, versus Roderick Strong, and this was also fucking really good. Um, so when I say like uh, Collision was just kind of there, uh, there was like some highlights. It, that's kind of what Collision's been, right? There's been some highlights, there's been some some low lights, uh, but this is absolutely a highlight. Um, Darius Martin, Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is so fucking good. He's just such a fantastic wrestler. And Darius Martin, very dynamic. Um, and I'm sure being in there with guys like Roderick Strong is fantastic for him. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm into this Roderick Strong and the Kingdom stuff. I think it is getting over, uh, even though it's very silly. I like a little silliness every now and then, but. Uh, at first, the screaming of like Adam was like very annoying, and now it's just I laugh. I laugh whenever it happens. So, oh no! It, I, don't get me wrong. I, I agree with everything you said. I just Adam, Renee, Lex. I'm just like God damn. You know, it's just it's like when I hear when when the House of Torture music starts, I get that. You know, just. Uh, Pavlovian eye roll just I can't help it it just happens it's not that's the only and that's just nitpicky okay as far as I'm concerned when he jumped out like I said last week he jumped out of the uh, the wheelchair need old boy and then you know had to get help back in same thing this week you know what I'm saying he wrestles a whole match you know gets bounced around left and right and then you know he hits the backbreaker and you know now he's like you know James Brown and shit you know help me out of here you know Maceo's coming over putting the neck brace around Roddy's so don't get me wrong 
to me, there is a lot of entertaining things about Roddy Strong and the kingdom. The kingdom coming in, you know, post-match punching guys in the dick and all that shit. Okay, I'm, I'm down for that. That the, Roddy Strong screaming, that's just a little too much for me. It's doing uh, its job. It, it's yeah, because I'm I have a reaction to it, and it's a negative one. So in that scenario, yeah, it's doing its job for sure. So we had some qualifying matches this week to see who was going to face Chris Flatlander for her TBS title, and the first one was Julia Hart versus Willow Nightingale. And rather unsurprisingly, uh, Julia Hart won. So, like Julia Hart's um, been getting. Uh, much more of a push than Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale is kind of uh, a luchador at this point where she's just out there and the crowd loves her and uh, they cheer for her and they're behind her and then she just loses. So not a lot of wins for Willow. Well, I would say my piece, and the, I'm not sure what you would. The time will come. It's No, dude. I, I hope so, but I feel like it's, like it's bordering on – they need they 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 should pull the trigger on Willow like a while ago. Ding. Yeah, I I I agree. Oh, Willow could get it. Tell, I am, tell him. I am sure. Jesus fucking Christ, guys. What? I mean, damn! It's the first t- the first time we did Horny Thursday or Thirsty Thursday, Thursday over here. Give me Horny a break. Horny Thursday. Jesus. We're being, we're being professional. Unprofessional calm, bullshit. Calm down. <laughs> what is next, Zach? Oh, no. I, I, I can't. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Hobbs squash the dude just to set up for next week here. But I uh, think we had the main main event, which is uh, Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland versus Wayne uh, Archer and The Righteous. And, I mean, this was just super fun. Uh, it didn't have, like, you know, it wasn't like an insane spectacle or anything, uh, but it was just uh, – Seemed like a very fun, like, house show made event. Like, it kind of made me wish I was there watching it uh, live. I think everybody did a really great job, and I would have liked to have been in the building uh, to see this match. And it was just uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, Six-man kind of party match. Yeah, uh, I, this is a Zach special party match for sure. Like, it's one that you can have on and not really have to pay attention to. Which, <laughs> I mean, no, I don't even mean that as an insult. I, that's exactly what I that's did. Worst, it's a main event, for Christ's sake. <clears throat> that's that, the worst that's part what, is that but, you don't mean it as an insult. But that's the that's what Zach is saying, though. Like, it's the main event, but it felt like a house show match. Right? I'm good. I'm not disagreeing. You guys always erupt like I'm fucking making fun of Zach. I'm just saying. I'm not saying you're making fun of Zach. I'm just saying that it, that, that felt like a backhanded compliment. No, it's a party match. He he likes party matches. For I, me- th- I thought you were making fun of Zach. Okay. No, I wasn't. Zach, do you like party matches? Of course. Yeah, I am just like a big, dumb Labrador. I'm always just down to party. <laughs> <laughs> This just didn't feel like a. Uh, <laughs> that's great. This didn't feel like a main event to me personally. It was fine. Um, it, it wasn't like I expected Lance Archer and the Righteous to uh, to go over. I've uh, discussed that at nauseum. Zach's telling six foot jokes and everybody's five <laughs> ten. <laughs> I, I want to duck. I want to duck. God damn it! <laughs> no, uh, it, this was fine. It just. I was very surprised hearing this This was the main event. So, like I said, it was what it was. No big deal. Let's move along. 
and then uh, AW Dynamite. I thought this was a fantastic go home show. Uh, really great episode. Uh, uh, I wouldn't call it the go home show. Yeah, that's about to say they're gonna smash two and one uh, tomorrow night if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's the go home Dynamite. True, but go home Dynamite. Very few folks are gonna watch it probably. <laughs> so, I mean that's true. Um, comparatively, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, go home Dynamite. Uh, but yeah, we opened up with. Uh, Hook and Orange Cassidy, which is a fun tag team, versus John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta. And they told a fun story here, uh, basically, that uh, John Moxley is an Orange Cassidy's head. And uh, he basically, Moxley no sold the Orange Punch. And uh, he is basically just ready to take that title. And uh, we also got a little bit of a story with Wheeler Yuta pinning Hook. It's only the second time Hook's been pinned. His entire AW career. Uh, before that, it was Jack Perry. So I don't know if that'll be something thrown in last minute, maybe like a pre-show match or something. Uh, you to hook for the FPW title, but uh, the seeds are planted for that. But uh, I thought this was a fantastic way to uh, tell the story, leading into what is going to be an absolute sleeper match. Uh, I mean, there's a like you look at this card, and uh, man, like it is. Absolutely stacked. Uh, it's stacked. It's going to be a fantastic show. It can't be anything but good. So anyway, so what do you guys think? What do you think of it, Jason? When Moxley ate that Superman punch, I, I popped so hard. It was ridiculous. Um, as much as I bang on TK, this is one of the times where he's hitting the mark of Moxley being in Orange Cassidy's head, and now one of Cassidy's biggest moves is not effective on Moxley, and that's going to be something to watch on Saturday night. The match itself was good. Um, I didn't honestly. I was so focused on Moxley um, eating the Superman punch that I never even tripped off of Hook getting pinned by uh, little brother. Um, like you said, second pin, uh, Jack Perry being the first. What up, Jack Perry? Keep doing the Lord's work. Um, all that being said. Is that this- Anna Jay's new nickname? <laughs> you ain't shit, dog. <laughs> you ain't shit. No, this was good. Uh, it just it makes me look forward to Boxley Orange Cassie too, even more. Like I wasn't looking forward to it to begin with, but yeah, uh, assist the little brother. He just you know scooped up the blocks. It was like I'll take this pin, no problem. So yeah, it worked all itself out in all kinds of ways. Uh, and then we had uh, a fantastic face-to-face. <laughs> God damn, this, this segment was so good, and it was so logical. Like, one of the JCB's uh, kind of tenants, right? Like, uh, um, Just make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And this made absolutely all the sense in the world. And there were some brutal lines. And, uh, you know, Hangman, I was interested to see what Bill thought because I loved this. And I'm like, well, like, I really like Hangman. I was always into the cowboy shit. I thought his story of like attaining the AEW championship is the greatest story that AEW was told yet. Uh, it's just one of the best, um, the best stories as far as um, just wrestling. You know, since we've been doing this podcast, I was a huge fan of that, and so I'm a big Adam Page fan. But anyway, the the, the gimmick is that they can't touch each other, 
or not only will the match not happen, but they'll both be suspended till the end of the year. Love yeah. this. Loved it. Yeah. That would that to me is a great step because it sets what up a nice everything. Little, a else. nice little wrinkle. Yeah. And it allows for folks to cut loose and say whatever you want because you know, in, you know, kayfabe style you would be like, Hey, this guy is saying all this shit to me. Why am I just sitting here and taking it? And uh, this is this is the reason why, but man, there are some great lines in here. Uh, he talked down to Swerve so hard, you know, called him a called him a fraud, called him a waste of human life, uh, basically saying uh, you're not the man that you think you are. And he said, um, you know, Don is using you, like making a living off you. And he takes that money that he makes off of your back and then goes and buys weed from a high school kid. And on full gear, I'm going to beat your ass and I'm going to steal your weed. And got to steal your weed. Steal your weed. <laughs> Nada is great in that little segment because he's like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And then two minutes later, he, when he was like, he's going to steal your weed, he's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> um, I, this was a big... This is one of the main reasons why I love this Hangman promo so much is that he kind of like he kind of seemed oh, cool. Shit. He just never really seems cool. Telling somebody's gonna beat their ass and steal their weed, that's cool. And no, it's not cool. It's no, a it's, not, it's a nice little. You should, should be it's able a nice, to walk off. It's a guy. nice hey, little wink. It's a nice little wink to the crowd. It's like, hey, I'm still out here having fun. I don't know. It's just like sometimes it seems like Hangman takes himself so fucking seriously. That was like the first. I mean, he got a chuckle out of me. I got a legit LOL. I was like, that's good. Like, that's a good one, Paige. No, I'll just say that. I have more to say about this match in predictions, but this, Zach, if you were wondering what I thought, I fucking loved it. It was the highlight of the show. I loved it, too. Uh, this, These are the segments that I like where you can add elements of real-life shit Swerve getting fired, Swerve getting uh, not talking to his kids, Swerve losing his fiance, all into this feud, and this shit worked. Swerve never got to say anything when he beat down Nana. He couldn't do anything, so that's where it was really like you he know said they didn't say shit about him, <laughs> and then he went and beat his ass. Yeah. He was like, you know, I can't touch you, but I know who I can touch, and it makes sense. Because- I think that's actually what he said. I think he said they didn't say shit about him. Yeah. So that's to me. Yeah, Nana was in the house too, so it would make sense that he would attack. Right. Eating his blueberries. Okay, so in that scenario, it it was a really well done segment, and it, I mean, uh, blueberries are brain feud. That's why probably that's probably why <laughs> your boy was licking his fingers, making <laughs> <laughs> all that shit. Yeah, up. all hangmans. That's why his promos have been so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, so much for Hangman getting over with Bill. It lasted what all oh, what, two, listen, three minutes. Listen, I yeah, you know, I just gotta keep it real. I just gotta <laughs> keep it real. You come here, you come to your Hubble correspondence for honest commentary on professional wrestling. Bill, that's what I'm giving you. Bill is taking shots all night long. He's like, yeah, I've been working on my on my step back. Here you go. Here you go, Hangman. Kobe. <laughs> shoot or shoot. What's next? Uh, next we had a objectively bad match uh, for the TBS title eliminator, Red Velvet versus Sky Blue. Uh, Sky Blue beats Red Velvet. Um, they did some like near falls at the end that kind of 
got the crowd going, but uh, this is pretty clunky overall. But uh, so full gear will be Julia Hart, Sky Blue versus Chris Statlander in a three-way for the TBS title. Why didn't they just announce that it would be Sky Blue and Julia Hart versus Chris Statlander? I mean, I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. You know, this is, I guess, a way to build a Ruby Soho storyline and you know, poor Red Velvet, you know, thanks for coming back. Here's your Ruby Soho win, and there's a couple of L's. But, I mean, ultimately, we know where this was going. Why just not just make the match? Just make it a three-way and just be done with Matches that have stakes behind them instead of just not, having matches. Three beer. Come on. You said, take the clunkiness part of it out. When you saw this match, you knew who was going to win. You When you saw, the, uh, what was it, uh, the uh, – who did Julia Hart wrestle? Willow. You saw that match. I mean, that you knew what was, was going to happen. Really could have gone either way because we did just have Julia lose to Chris Statlander. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, God bless you. When it happened. When it happened, it could have gone either way. God bless you. But listen, God. I just don't know what Sky Blue's character is supposed to be. Is she Like, she just always stares dead-eyed, but it's not, I, like, I, dead-eyed I, enough. Honestly, I don't care at you this know? point. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you'd hit. I mean, that goes without saying. I just think it just—it means her character is there. It's like Nikki Cross on Raw. She sits there and you know does a blank stare and has a match and then you know walks off. Okay, great. I'd hit Nikki Cross too, but that doesn't necessarily mean I like a character. Just like, uh, just like a girl with two porn chick, just dead eyed. <laughs> Regretting everything, <laughs> just waiting for the paycheck. Yeah, come on, hey man, come on, man. I'm about to say, I think I got a little game where she, I would go like to think she'd be into me a little bit. You guys are all over the place, <laughs> dude. I can, I can put a cat in the oven. That don't make it a biscuit. You know what I mean? And, uh, what was next? Uh, next, um, basically. Miro is going to uh, beat up Daniel Garcia, I guess, for dancing in front of his wife. I don't know. Andrade is the one that's being, like, that's what I was there. But I was like, why? Yeah. Look, Daniel I think Garcia is just in the middle. I think that's a cool story. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're telling a really nuanced, well, well-told story. You dance in front of my wife. Daniel Garcia dancing in front of Miro's wife. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Mira, oh, man. swing dancer flipped my wife three times at a <laughs> <laughs> Man, Miro is really, though, if you put together all these Miros sitting down backstage, little vignette promos, I mean, they are poetry, dude. They are fucking art. Miro talking about how his wife doesn't just doesn't bring the worst out and everybody else but he she brings the worst out in him too and then he said to daniel garcia i don't pray to god anymore but you should i was like oh it's so fucking good it is art it is art they're gonna be studying miro they're gonna be studying these in like 400 years they're like they're gonna be like miro wasn't that famous when he was alive and they're like 400 years now they're gonna be like what <laughs> how dare you <laughs> look at this dynamite like fucking, from 2023 he's november be like fucking sun zoo in 400 years or something he's gonna be famous they're gonna have fucking statues of him all over the world they're gonna be like yeah he really didn't click until about 100 years after he was dead they're gonna be like what and only bfr called it 
<laughs> and only BFR called it. Somebody will under uncover this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you somebody they ain't will, told it beforehand. And I'll be the be prophet. Like, they'll be the giggle twins. <laughs> the prophet. And then the guy making all the dick jokes. <laughs> they'll study us. It'll be a... Uh... Mira will have his magnum opus, The Art of Getting Cucked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I almost, you almost had me doing another spit take. Ooh. <laughs> you almost had me doing another spit take. <laughs> Bill was almost oh, of his shit. beer and <laughs> JCB just smacked my headphones off. Uh, what was next? Uh, next, we had Mariah May. Uh, fangirling out uh, backstage uh, with Tony Storm. This was my favorite Tony Storm performance to date. Um, very, very fun. Uh, she called Tony Khan the studio head. Uh, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I think that this is me with the pencil fantasy booking, but I think Tony Storm should win the title back because she never lost it, or she never should have lost it. And uh, that should lead to kind of Mariah May being her sidekick and then Mariah May taking the title off her. Mariah May is very good. Yep. Mariah May also comes from stardom, and uh, she's the real deal. So I, I like that. I was also thinking maybe Mariah May will, like, cost her the match on Saturday, but it can go either way. Mariah May will be out there, I feel like. Yeah, she'll definitely be a part of it uh, for sure. It just – I'll save it for my predictions, but yeah, good to see Mariah May on TV. Obviously, in the, uh, some sort of angle with Tony Storm, with Tony being the highest AEW women's star right now, it's it's a good way to get her started. I'll say that and leave it there for the moment. Uh, Samoa Joe in a squash match, and uh, just got me thinking that uh, the existence of Samoa Joe implies the existence of Trefoil Joe and Thin Mint Joe in Jesus the. Girl Scout Joe universe, uh, but uh, this just extends the Ring of Honor like tag team thing. So I guess they're not going to tell us. <laughs> Joe is another one. Uh, he can be tag wait, 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 wait! wait no, we, you, you broke up on that one. Now I was gonna say we got to get them all. So what, what, repeat the last one you just said. I said he could be tag along uh, Joe uh, with MJF on the pay per view. But I guess they're not going to tell us. Fucking, that's good. Well done. <laughs> they're not, not going to tell us who it's going to be, so we got to buy the pay-per-view. Um, well done. Uh, Young Buck uh, with Penta and Commander, and this is awesome. Uh, so, I mean, that's really all I have to say about it is just, I, there was two, there was one, there was one, like, picture-in-picture break, and I just, that and watch the little picture, which I never knew. I usually just skip right through it. Uh, but this match was so good. Uh, there were so many like fun, crazy spots. Uh, Young Bucks are fantastic. Penta and Commander are both fantastic. Commanders of fantastic stand-in for for Phoenix. And um, holy shit, Dad, this is good. And also continues a little bit of a Young Bucks heel turn because they finished it by uh, yes. Nick Jackson doing a couple low blows. Uh, but goddamn, uh, yeah, best best tag team of all time. <laughs> you you motherfucker, you ain't shit. You just had to throw that shit in there, man. Road Warriors just rolled over in their grave. Um, I, uh, heel bucks are the best bucks. I don't care what 
it is with fans' perspective. If you book them as heels, I just think that they're more entertaining as such. And slowly but surely, I think we're getting to that point. Um, they even said it after the match. They even said, like, Kenny came and approached him. He's like, ah, you, you got, he's like, you know this is the best version, Buff. <laughs> so, so in that in that scenario, I'm all I'm down for that. Um, you said it right. Commander w- was a great replacement for Phoenix. Not saying that they would be the Lucha Brothers, but I don't think that this match missed a step with Commander being a part of the match itself. Um, it was solid, you know. Bucks doing what Bucks do. So in that scenario, this was uh this was well worth the watch, and it set up, you know, obviously uh, their full gear, full gear match more. So, and then what happened backstage? Uh, they had a little, uh, just a little segment, and uh, Kenny came out to kind of approach them and ask them why they cheated, and they hopefully we keep it clean in our match. And then Jericho came out and <laughs> called them jackasses, and they started getting a little bit of a brawl. Um, that was the uh, this. Up, this uh, is with- a unique dynamic heading into this match that our beef isn't with Kenny. Our beef is with Jericho and Jericho's like, let's go. We got a match. Um, I found it kind of surprising that the bucks healed it up, uh, in their home country, which the, they are from like, like Bakersfield or something, right? They're from Rancho Cucamonga. Cucamonga. Yeah. Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga. Cracker killers. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, uh, God, could you be any more of a mark? Hey, he's a mark, dude. <laughs> Let him mark out. Oh, you know, he did. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> interesting dynamic going exactly. into this match. I don't know what they're doing with the Young Bucks, so I'm interested to see who wins. I, w- I mean, they can do whatever they want with the Bucks. And, and, and don't take this disrespect, Zach. I'm about to say, don't, don't break shit in the hotel room. You have to pay for it. Bucks could go any way they want to because they're so fucking over. If they wanted to heal it up, great. That's what I'm. That for me, that's for my money. That's what I want to see. If they want to be babyface, they can. They want to lose this match, win the AW Championships, doesn't matter. Bucks can be booked any old kind of way they want to, and it will be okay. Oh, they're going to be full heel here. I'm pretty oh, sure. And I can't wait. Uh, what's next? Uh, squash match with the guns, um, and then with uh, Wardlow. I we're just remind you know kind of reminding that Wardlow's still out there. Uh, then we had the. Uh, dragon Gaiden Street Fight, uh, or Like a Dragon Gaiden Street Fight. So it's a video game uh, tie-in, which as far as uh, marketing tie-ins, this was probably the most entertaining I've ever seen. Uh, so Jericho, Omega, Abushi, Paul White. What about the Mountain Dew Zombie match or whatever that was? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> What about that? Yeah, it was. What uh, was that? The pitch black match? Yeah. No, not the, not, not, no. Do you remember the one that was a lumberjack match where they were all zombies? Are you talking WWE? Yeah. It was Walking Dead. It was like yeah. when the Walking Dead happened. Oh, when Miz got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was through, uh, the, through, through the Thunderdome era. Yeah, that was the best one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Man, no, this is so much oh, better. Was, but, uh, that was <laughs> really bad. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck am it was I like watching? One of those, yeah, God, why, why? So I loved that I have not played this game. I was, I was actually not familiar with this game, but it actually intrigued me enough. Like it did the, it did the job it was supposed to do. It intrigued me. I'm gonna go seek this game out and like just see what it, see what it's about. Because um, they had like all of these props that were related to the game and they were also wearing suits because that's what the the dude um 
in the game, you know, wears a suit. I don't know. I'm going to look into it. But um, this match actually had two commercial breaks that were picture-in-picture, and I watched both of them just entranced because there was the craziest shit in the world happening. Um, I mean, there was uh, Kota Bushi on a bicycle, like, doing clotheslines to the pipe <laughs> until he got clotheslined off of it. And then there was uh, Takeshita using the bicycle to, like, slam it into people, which a bicycle is very sharp with a lot of protruding shit. And uh, then he does a brain buster uh, from Kota Bushi on the bike. Uh, Paul White got slammed Oof, barely platform to a car. Uh, I mean, that was in, I was like, man, Paul White's just gonna have to stand in one place and punch people, and then they had him, they had Hobbs throw him on top of a car. Yeah, dude, oh yeah. man, that no. was brutal. But, it looked like a bonus uh, level from Street Fighter Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Test your might. <laughs> just Zang Zangief doing fucking elbow drops on a car. Let Nihada just fuck up a car with a bunch of punches. <laughs> But, I mean, there was nothing following this. I mean, they did have a segment with MJF following it, but uh, there was no match that was going to follow this thing. Total spectacle. I mean, Kyle Fletcher got choke slammed off of the ramp through a table, and then he came back to, to tombstone Kota Ibushi through a table stacked on a bunch of chairs. Um, those are only some of the crazy spots that we saw. Uh, I don't know. I love this, though. Jason, you were shaking your head. I want to hear you. I want to let you go first. No, you know, this is just the usual uh suspects of you know a party match for Zach and that's why he loved it for me it's like you know there's been, there was multiple times you took my thunder with the Kota Ibushi riding the bike down I mean let's go the, the guys he hit was like you know he was like you know take that oh take that I mean it wasn't even like you know you you, you got to suspend disbelief and I get that but I couldn't suspend enough disbelief to be like, oh, yeah, he fucked him up there. Oh, yeah, he fucked him up right there. When Takeshita got a piece of him, that's when it finally got interested again. I'll just say this. I get it. It was a fun little match. For me, it missed in certain spots, but it just, that's the thing it is about, you know, wrestling. It's something for everybody. This was Zach's time to hit the buffet. I was probably over in the dessert line, you know, banging up some brownies or whatever the case may be. Neither I was taking the shit. <laughs> <laughs> this uh this is this was not not my favorite. No. I did not like I, I appreciate spots. I hate walking and brawling. Um the Kota Ibushi on a bike thing was legitimately one of the worst things I've ever seen on wrestling television. <laughs> like, he gets on a 10-speed, and he did not look comfortable on that 10-speed. Uh, it was dicey. Oh, <laughs> it was a dicey. He was going the slowest speed possible, like going back and forth like a four-year-old, like trying to learn how to sure ride the bike. Just make sure I don't fall. Don't make, make sure I don't fall. Just kinda, Take that. <laughs> yeah, just kind of gesturing the lead pipe, like, in people's directions, and they're like, falling okay, out. Mate, stop he it, looks like stop he's it. in Gryffindor, and he's just fucking pointing the wand at people. <laughs> I'm hit. That, don't get me wrong. Hated it. <laughs> don't get me wrong. They Great must have Zach. paid. They must have paid so much fucking money. The, the, How the, much did they pay? Big? Were they like, hey, we gotta get in here, and Big Show's gotta be in it. And, you, and you're gonna take that's a, a spot. payday. You gotta take a spot off of this, you know, elevated uh, ledge. You're gonna wrestle a in a park. suit for some reason. <laughs> I thought it was fucking Reservoir Dogs there for a second. <laughs> 
my shit. Reservoir dogs. Now Zach fucked my whole shit up. I was like, Reservoir oh, hogs. <laughs> Knock it off. Knock it the fuck off. I thought it was Reservoir dogs. Now Zach fucked my whole shit up. You know, I'm t- sitting there thinking this was, you know, a callback to that shit. And he's telling me, you know, nah, motherfucker, it's marketing. Shocker. Zach knows about the marketing aspects of wrestling. I guess, I mean, they were they were advertising for the game. You know, it was a game set in Japan. They had Japanese-type stuff around the ring. I don't have any inside lines on it. I just watched the show. That's it. Clearly, he knew more. You knew more about this than the, the, the two of us combined. So He's I mean, our Jim Cramer. <laughs> oh. What? Jim Cramer. Is that the guy that says, like, uh, Buy now, sell now, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy that knows all about the economic, uh, all the financial stuff. He's a wild man. The meme guy. Now yeah. we just got to put, we got to make three beer Jim Kramer into something that we can kind of make as a his new nickname. <laughs> okay. Sell, sell See, your, I told you it naturally happened. Sell your shares in zombies and <laughs> buy shares in uh, bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> buy shares in bicycles. Uh, and what do you think about it? what do you think about the MJF Jay White uh, go home part? I mean, they laid out MJF, which they should have done, uh, especially because uh, I don't think anybody thinks Jay White's winning. So you gotta, um, you know, Jay White's had his belt and laying him out. He's been making him look weak this entire month because he's gonna lose at the pay per view. But um, it was a, I mean, it was a fine go home segment. Um, it was a good promo from MJF. I like the promo, and um, yeah, I don't know that they need to do much more on Friday to sell that match. No, I don't think so either. I think that they probably won't even try. It'll probably be a bunch of vignettes. I'm thinking on Friday the go home segment's going to involve Edge. Uh, that they uh, he is going to Jay White's going to sit down with Renee. They so both are at at, at different points, obviously. So um, it, it feels like it's a a boxing match, and you know they. You have, you know, the segments on Sports Center, you know, talking to both guys, you know, the night before the fight or whatever. So that's what it feels like to me on that aspect. I'll just, well, I'll, I'll say it for the predictions. So go ahead. Yeah, we got a bunch of AEW still to come. So let's get to that three count. One, two, three. All right. So the three count, uh, I'm going to split it up into two. So it might be a four count. Uh, but we'll talk about NXT first. Uh, the family ends up going over Chase U, taking their titles back. There was some sort of story they were telling in the audience. What do you think about this, Jason? Um, very Jim Harbaugh-esque, if you will, uh, where you have the Chase U students turning on Andre Chase after the scandal has now come out with not what the scandal is we don't know yet but Andre Chase definitely disheveled coming in to the match a little off during the match and obviously taking the pin post uh, at the match itself so it will be interesting to see where this goes uh JC Jane uh rescuing Andre Chase after the match when the reporters were coming after him um I'm curious to see where it goes. I would be lying if I said otherwise, but I thought the family winning was a nice way to go on to through the uh, Andre Chase angle. Uh, Zach, did you get a chance to watch NXT? Not this week, but um, that when I read about it, it sounds just like Vince McMahon under investigation, denying everything. Oh no, you did. Uh, yeah. 
come, damn. I mean, come, this is minding his own business, probably sexually molesting some woman right now. You just having him just catching fucking shrapnel. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, poor Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll just, I mean, they Fuck didn't. Fuck that. They, Fuck poor Vince McMahon. I don't ever want to hear that shit again. I don't want to hear people complaining about they're millionaires being miserable. Billionaires. Kiss my ass. Billionaires being miserable. They didn't really give us an end to the trick Williams Carmelo Hayes thing. Um, they're just, yeah, you're into that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, easily the best storyline in NXT. Um, NXT wasn't too noteworthy. It does look like we're getting a Braun Breaker Dijak program, which could be fun. That sounds pretty badass. I, I mean, the program needs to get, yeah. get put over. Brian's on the way out. So I think it makes sense. Dijak is just like criminally underused. Oh like, yeah, they could like he's got the look. He's got he's got he's the total package. Go I mean, me. I'm talking main roster total package. Yeah, his matches against Keith Lee were I thought were the stuff that was going to spring him into the main roster. I liked uh, Braun using the uh, the retribution line towards the end of the. Uh, <laughs> that retribution <laughs> shit's going to be following him around for, forever. forever. That's what I was like, God damn, man. It wasn't even his call to be a retribution. He just had to do yeah, it. Yeah, that ain't right. Braun <laughs> brought that shit up. I was like, ooh. And then finally, uh, the main event was Wesley and Baron Corbin. Um, Dominic gets involved. Ilya Dragunov comes out, and it ends up... Uh, Corbin lays out uh, Dragunov. Corbin lays out Dragunov. Wesley told Dragunov earlier in the show that he had different plans. He wasn't coming for his belt right now. So, um, looks like we're going to get Dragunov versus Baron Corbin. I'm into that. For sure. Uh, Corbin is the last to beat Ilya Dragunov before he was champion. Now Dragunov's the champion. It just makes too much sense. Dragunov matches are must-see. And then we'll get to our four count. <laughs> so, uh, New Japan had a it was basically New Japan strong, but they had a they had a event in Texas. Uh, I'm not gonna go, we're not gonna go through the whole card. I'm just gonna say that Zack Saber Jr. versus Mike Bailey, Speedball Mike Woo! Bailey is definitely worth watching, and uh, so was Yano versus oh, Joey Janela. It, it went a lot harder than I thought it was going to. Dude, give me a fucking break. Went a lot harder than I thought it was going to. It was good stuff. There yeah, was no almost, almost no comedy. It yeah, was man. a serious match. Watch it, Zach. No, Zach, you'll like it. You'll like it. Oh, uh, yeah, Zach, you'll love it. What I really want to talk about here is how this uh, Wrestle Kingdom card is shaking up because there were some happenings on this. So, so far at Wrestle Kingdom, we got Naido and Sonata. We have Shingo versus Tamatanga is what it's looking like. We're going to have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi, which is not the way that I saw this TV title thing going. And then uh, the other one, shoot, what am I missing? Catch-22 versus War Dogs. Um, the... Oh, no, the triple threat, threat match, match, which is Osprey versus Moxley versus uh, David, David Finley. Finley. So where are you at? What do you think about when you think about those top four matches are the ones that are already made for Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Zach? We're about a month and a half away. I mean, the biggest kind of bummer about the whole thing is that Sonata is just not hot, and it almost just seems like we're just waiting for Naito to take it off, and that'll be a fun crowning moment. Yeah, Naito's probably the last like, title reign, but I am looking forward to, like, 
what happens after that with, uh, say, Naito and Yoda Suji or something like that, where it's like a more interesting version of Naito and Sonata because Suji's just got more charisma. Is it um, now the time to be putting Suji in one of these big matches? Wouldn't Shingo Suji be better or like Suji Osprey or something? Like We I, already had that. I'm just saying this triple threat match, and you know me, I love my triple threat matches. I'm just saying this triple threat match does not inspire very much confidence for me or for what I wanted for Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. I'll I'll go I'll say this. Um I'm not saying that you're off on that. Um but Will Ospreay fe- feels like he's seemingly out of the door. So in this scenario, I don't think it's a a crime to put somebody else like David Finley over. Will Ospreay, you know, has done an amazing job this year. It did, but it just doesn't feel like he's re-signing with uh New Japan. Because uh, Bill asked why is it triple threat. So the triple threat is so that way you can have David Finley win said triple threat, win this new title, whatever it is, if it's going to be the return of the Intercontinental Championship or a newly created title that New Japan is going to bring out, whatever the case may be, David Finley winning means that he can go around crowing about the fact that he's the first champion of this new belt and he built beat Will Ospreay and John Moxley in a match at Russell Kingdom. It makes just too but he's going to pin Osprey. He could pin either or; it wouldn't matter. I mean, man, they can't have Osprey leave the company without taking the pin from somebody. <laughs> he's got a job on his way out, aka John Cena, a- aka Jay White. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. If he does. Fine. It's not like David Finley hasn't beaten Will Ospreay before. CG won. This just has a lot more stakes to it. I would say just have Finley go over Ospreay one-on-one. If you want to put him over, put him over. I think you could. Well, they're they're doubling down on it. You know, bringing John Moxley over is a you know a nice little treat to begin with. If you have Moxley in this match and have David Finley win said match with Moxley, Ospreay, and Finley in it. I'm just not a fan of this. Zach, where are you at on it? What's your temp? Yeah, I would rather have just a Finley Osprey singles match uh, or a Moxley Osprey singles match uh, rather than triple threat. I'm sure it'll be good, but uh, I know exactly what you mean. Um, and Tanahashi is going to be facing Zack Sabre Jr. You have all these guys. The match only hit, the match can only go 15 minutes. It's the TV title. It's a time limit. Why are they putting 47-year-old Tanahashi in there? Um, if I'm not mistaken. He is legit one of his best opponents, though. Tanahashi. Like, I, I know great. that they have great matches, but we've seen it I'm so not, many times. No, I agree with you. I'll say Brett and I talked about this on, on PSP on Monday. It's not the mo- It's not the sexiest match, but to me, this has nothing to do with Tanahashi. It has everything to do with Zack Sabre Jr. The magic number is 20. We're trying to get him to 20 title defenses, or at least, you know, that's the story to it. Tanahashi just got scored a pin on him at Power Struggle in their six-man tag. Okay, so by, you know, quote-unquote, letter of the law, the guy that pins the champion gets a match. Wrestle Kingdom coming around the corner, boom, there's the match. <laughs> Where are those three musketeers going to be on uh, for the uh, 
at Wrestle Kingdom? Where are Suji, Renarita, and Shota Umino going to be on the card? Um, They're putting Ren and Shota in a tag they, team together? They're in World Tag League, so that's going to be um, the question mark, I guess, in that scenario. I don't believe Suji is in World Tag League. I would have to double-check that. Um, they'll be on the card, but they're not. this is not their time. None of the only guy I'm waiting for to have his kind of breakout match is Ren Narita. We've seen it from Shota. We've seen it from Suji, both against uh, Will Ospreay. Ren Narita is the next guy that I'm waiting for to have that breakout moment. They'll be on Wrestle Kingdom. I'm not even worried about that. It's, but they're not in a, going to be in a prominent spot on the Wrestle Kingdom card, and that's fine. And Shingo versus Tamatanga? Uh, probably one time too many. Um, Tomatonga's never had a the proper the Shingo too. That too. Um, I don't know what exactly they're doing with Shingo or the the Never Title. They should have never gotten away from the Intercontinental Championship. It's it's a bunch of mess right now. I just ultimately, I think this is going to be just a match where they're just going to roll the carpet out, let them just beat each other for twenty minutes. Shingo retains. I don't know. It doesn't inspire a lot of. Uh... It's a it's a kind of a weak Wrestle Kingdom card. I will say that. A lot of stuff, especially at the top, Naito and Sonata, we've seen, at least for me, I've seen it way too many times for me to be excited about it. The only thing I'm excited about is to see my boy hopefully win the title and do an LIJ roll call outside of that. It Man, is what it is. What are, what's the percentage chance that Naito Sonata is the match of the night? 25 that's high. And I, I was being nice. Zach, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, they're both fantastic, and there it is a Tokyo Dome main event. So um, I'd say that, you know, I'll, I'll give it that. I might even say between 25 and 33. There we go. Don't I like the hedge, confidence. Hedge your bets. He's not hedging his bets. He's giving numbers. That's going to do it for our three count. Yeah. Oh, count. sorry. Four count. <laughs> we got three beer and four count. <laughs> when when Bill was asking where he's going to have everybody, I was going to say second, third, and Renteria at short. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get some predictions. Can I have that pen? Not the smoking I, I, one. I know, motherfucker. I say, God damn. Yeah, man. The writing one. I got you, motherfucker. I got you. So, um, I will not be watching Full Gear Live. I don't think so. Neither will I. Um, but I am very much looking forward to it. Full Gear is this Saturday, and we got some predictions for you. Let me just read the scores real fast. Zach is in the lead with 98. Jason is in second with 97, just trailing by one. And Bill is in third. So... <laughs> For the Ring of Honor <laughs> Tag Team Belts. No number. <laughs> let, me, let my black ass be in third by like double digit points. Boy, I'll be getting talked about like The only reason finished. I'm in third <laughs> the is because there's only three of us predicting. If there was four of us, I'd be in fourth. <laughs> if there was five of us, I'd be in fifth. You ain't shit. I am trailing by double digits. Uh, 86 is what I have. So, uh, You're we welcome. Have, MJF and Mystery Partner versus the Guns from the Bang Bang Gang for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Belts. Zach, who do you got? 
10 years is bad at predicting as the pollsters in the 2016 election. <laughs> no. Damn, dude. Come on. <laughs> What was the uh, what was the what was the match? MJF MJF and TBA versus the Guns. You, you, you had to kick it first. Like, okay, what was the match again? You know, uh, like the one I'm really going back and forth on. Um, I'm gonna pick the TBA and MJF, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Guns. But I am gonna pick them. I, I feel like it's. They're going to wait until Adam Cole comes back before he loses this thing. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm picking. MGF. Jason, who do you got? I would really hate to see the Guns lose in this spot because it feels like they would be a team that could benefit being ROH champions. However, I am just going to go ahead and do it. I, there's no real rhyme or reason to it. <laughs> I think this... I think I'll take the MJF and TBA. I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. Yeah, for all the reasons that you guys said, and because, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll go with MJF and TBA. I mean, I guess they could tell the story of the guns winning to make it seem a little bit more realistic that Jay White could win or something like that. I wouldn't That's be surprised if Jay too. White gets involved in this somehow. I don't, I don't see that. I just, it would be. It, the reason to make it, if they if the guns won, I think it would be no TBA. He, uh, MJF would come out solo dolo, and and come out and take the L, but then retain later on down the line if he retains. That would kind of make the most sense. I just, I think this would be a, a spot to get the guns over, and it's just doesn't feel like it's going to happen. So I don't know. We'll see. So we all have MJF and TBA. Uh, next up, we have Timeless Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida for the Women's Heavyweight Championship. Jason, who do you got? I'm going to go ahead and make this the lock of the week. Uh, this is going to be Tony Storm. It makes no sense whatsoever for Tony Storm to get this new gimmick, get Luther. Mariah May uh, is on the horizon. You're doing all this, you're making her the focal point of the division. It just, it's Tony Storm, and it would be a stunner. I'll take the two points, three points, whatever the, the penalty is, you know, for me being wrong. I just don't see, her car shoot has just been just criminally misused from the second time she's won it. Now this is the third time just setting somebody else up. This is Tony Storm all the way. Yeah, I got Tony Storm also. Never should have been taken away from her. Hikaru uh, Shida doing her part as the uh, the resident transitional champion. Uh, who do you got, Zach? <laughs> yeah, she's the Sasha Banks of AEW. Oh! Uh, Shots fired. Who do you got? Uh, Tony Storm. Okay, here, here is a side question. No points, but obviously Tony Khan has announced there is going to be a signing on full gear at some point uh, during the card. Who do you think is the signing? We'll start with Three Beer first, Bill. And Vice, if you want to jump on this, you can jump on this too. Three Beer, who's the mystery signing for AEW on Saturday night? Um, I think it's probably Mercedes. Um, if it's not Mercedes, uh, the only other thing I can think of that would be worthwhile as an announcement would be Osprey. And I know that he's 
in New Japan and sign with New Japan, but because they're partners, they would probably allow for like an announcement like that. I was kind of thinking Ziggler. Stole my thunder. Stole my fucking thunder. I was going to say Mercedes woman, Dolph Ziggler man. That's the exact same um, thing. I, I think Ziggler. Say. I think Ziggler would be big enough for an announcement. Um, I don't think like Mustafa. Actually, for I, me, that would. Be, oh, I say for me that would be like a fart in the wind. Even though Ziggler is really good in the ring, I just. I don't know. That would be disappointing. I feel like. Nah, I really want to see Ziggler cut loose on AEW. I I really want to see it. Um, can I, I say that? I kind of hope it's Ziggler. Can I say that? Could have been that of tournament. Us, a lot of us thought that uh, Christian would be a fart in the wind when he was announced, and then all of a sudden now he's the hottest. One nobody of the hottest on this stars. podcast I'm thought not, that. I didn't oh, say man. that. Nobody on saying. this. Nobody on this podcast. This is a pro Christian podcast. It has been that. for a long time. I'm just saying in this scenario, if it's uh, Dolph Ziggler, I'm not going to piss on it. I would be more mad about the reveal of the devil if I heard if the rumor that I saw is truth. I'll be more about that, but we can talk about that in a little bit. Oh man, what a tease! I want to know what that is. Uh, <laughs> That's that professional shit. <laughs> Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. I'm gonna go first here. This is a weird one. Um, Sting doesn't lose matches. Um, I got, I got, I gotta take the baby faces. I. That might be completely insane, but I think I got to take the baby faces. Who you got, Zach? I mean, Sting hasn't lost a match in AEW yet, and I'm not going to bet on him to lose this time. So, Zach is taking the baby faces also. <laughs> Jason, who you got? I thought you was going to give away points there, boy. It's got to be Sting and uh, <coughs> Darby and uh, Adam Copeland. Not saying that uh, Christian has to take the loss, but that's why you have Nick Wayne there. All right, so we are all in Sapatico, and Jason has put a lock on the timeless Tony Storm pick. Zach, did you want to put a lock on either of those? I didn't ask you. Not yet. Okay. Um, next up, we got Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Z- <laughs> International Championship. That's what I meant. Uh, Zach, you're up first. I see this as a course correction uh, and Moxley all day. I don't. I don't want to call it course correction, but I, I'll call it. It it's the the storylines uh, development. Orange won round one. Mox wins round two. Give me Mox to regain the uh, international title. Yeah, I got Mox here too. Uh, I think him that him no selling that orange punch the other night is gonna like. Nah, he's kind of unstoppable right now. They book him strong enough. It's been long enough since he's held gold, uh, except for that brief little cup of coffee that he had. So I am taking Moxley also. Next up, Jason, you're up first. We got Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve. What up, Turn? <laughs> Strickland. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so we'll never get old. Jason, who do you we'll got? Never get old. And in, in my life, it will never get old. And past my lifetime, it will never get old. If I ever have kids and they hear this, it will never get old. Um, I'm gonna stick to what I thought about this on the way over here. Um, Swerve won round one. This is a Texas Death Match. Hangman's got to win round two. There's got to be a tiebreaker at some point down the line, whether it's at 
Worlds End. Is that the last uh, pay-per-view of the year for AEW? Is that right? Uh, yes. If it's not there, it'll be in 2024. But this this is one of the hottest views they have in AEW. I see no reason to go away from it at this point. It's got to be Hangman Page. I am also taking Hangman Page. Hangman Page can't lose after somebody breaks into your house no. and tears up your kid's finger painting. Banging up the blueberries. Talking shit Kicking standing over, over the crib. What'd you say, Three Beer? Kicking over skillets. Kicking over skillets. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got Hangman Page also. Who you got, Zach? Uh, Hangman Page. It's just for the reasons you guys said, it's also a Texas death match. And oh, I mean, yeah. that's kind of his specialty. So... Well, even if they don't do a rubber match, it also kind of makes, uh, you know, what's his name, uh, swerve, you know, kind of into a, his trajectory, his upward trajectory is maybe a little stalled, and Hangman needs a win, uh, really, anyway, too, uh, <laughs> but uh, it won't hurt swerve to lose in this. Uh, Can I ask a quick so, question? Yeah, give it to Hangman. Who do you think needs the win more, swerve or Paige? Well, personally, swerve because I'm a mark. No, 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 no. I'm just take the. Let's can we just put the mark stuff out of it for thirty yeah, seconds? Yeah, but let's if go. I want swerve to get where I think he should be, then swerve should, should get, get the, the win. win. You said swerve, absolutely. Three beer. Who you? Who needs the win more, swerve or Adam Page? I think Page. I mean, I don't think losing to uh, like one of the biggest stars in the company and a former champion uh, in a Texas Death Match. Um, one time is gonna like stall him out. Um, yeah, he just made me feel stupid. Sold. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, I'm, just, Sold. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying your opinion is dumb. I'm just saying that uh, Paige. You, you guys said it earlier, right? Where Paige hasn't felt like Paige in a while, and right. he finally does, and I, that's why I think he needs it more. Swerve is hot, and Swerve. On fire. I'm not uh, saying you're word. saying that I sound stupid. I'm saying I felt stupid listening to you. I was like, man, those are all really good points. <laughs> points. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like at the end, you were like in a Texas death match. It's like, oh, shit. Never mind. Didn't even think about that. But yeah, Hangman 2 I got. Uh, coming up next, we have the Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. And the if the Golden Jets win, the Young Bucks get their... Or they get the Young Bucks title shot. But if the Young Bucks win, the Golden Jets have to break up. I don't think they're going to break up the Golden Jets right now. I think that they are telling a story with the Young Bucks turning heel. I am taking the Golden Jets. Zach, who do you got? I've got the Golden Jets as well. What? Um, yeah. I mean, just because I think the Young Bucks are the greatest tag team of all time doesn't mean that they win every match. Yeah. Okay, at least you said or think. That, or that we want him to win every match. <laughs> at least you said think this time. Um, I told you, if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I thought it would have been the Bucks. Now it's got to be the uh, the Golden Jets, especially with, with the step added that the Bucks lose the tag title uh, shot if they lose this match. Once again, like I said before, it's not like the Bucks needed this uh the tag title shot to begin with they probably should have went to the guns or whatever the case may be some team that can just use it at any given point to sneak attack the winner and set it up use it as a kind of an impromptu money in the bank um 
neither here nor there. This should be one of the better matches of the night. Kenny made a great point last week. You know, I will take individual guys and beat the arguably the greatest tag team of all time at any given point. So that's the crux to it, especially if the Bucks lose. That just adds to the fuel of them turning heel. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take the Golden Jets on this one. To me, this it makes too much sense for it to not to happen. The Bucks can, like I said, Bucks could withstand anything as long as they play it out right. And, you know, like, you know, we shake hands or whatever and they low bloom or something like that post-match. It'll all make sense. So all of us have the Golden Jets. So we all have the exact same picks. Zach, did you want to put a lock on either of your last two picks, Hangman or the Jets? No, I'm saving it. God, I think we have the same one. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm the only one that's like, you know, I got something to prove, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I got nuts out here. You know what I'm saying? Chris, y'all, y'all taking the way up. Chris Tadlander versus Julia Hart for the TBS oh, title. I guess I got to win with this one, too. Uh, Jace, or Zach, who do you got? Uh well, it's uh, Blue Sky, or Sky Blue, Julia Hart, and Chris Batley. Oh, yeah, I forgot to add that. Sorry. Okay, uh, who you got from least to most? Uh, Sky Blue, Chris Batlander, Julia Hart. Whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, I think Julia's going to beat Chris He's Batlander. picking Julia Hart. Who are you taking, Jason? <laughs> I don't think she's going to pin Batlander, but I think she's going to take the title. Oh, okay. oh, I have the exact same order. What? Yeah, I, that, that is exactly what I think is going to happen also. Okay. Who do you got, Jason? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, it, I'm just going to be nice on this one. Least to most, I'm going to go Sky Blue, Julia Hart, Chris Statlander. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm missing something where we have now all of a sudden have going to graduate Chris Stangler to go up to the AEW Women's Championship. But there has been way too much effort from TK to get it to this point where now she is, being Chris Stangler, she's been the dominant mid-card women's championship. And I know this is the Julia Hart fan club here on BFR between you and Three Beer, and that's great. She doesn't have the greatest moonsault in between the women. That's still Tiffany Stratton, neither here nor there. I cannot understand how you've made all this effort to get Chris Statlander to this point where you had her beat Jade Cargill, of all people, that's now over in WWE, training like Clubber Lang, like, you know, I'm going to show these motherfuckers. I'm going to show these motherfuckers. So now you're going to now have Julia Hart, the flavor of the month. Do not get it twisted. She's the flavor of the month right now. And a month from now, she'll probably go back into obscurity. She is going to beat pin Sky Blue to be the TBS champion. TK has gone through far too much to get to this point. Ain't no way in God's green earth. Nah. Hell no. I mean, Julie only lost once, and it was to Chris Batlander. Like, in the last, like, however many months. Like, like five months. You have always been really, really high on Chris Statlander, and I've just never really seen it. Who? You. No. No, no yeah, no, you've no, always been no, really no, high. No, I have not. No, I have not. You've always really liked her. No. You I have th- always, no. I you have think not. a lot of her. You think she's good. I think she's, no, she's good, but I don't think like, 
I've always said that the problem with the Jay Cargill thing is that the Chris Statlander coming back was not built up, and then all of a sudden she just repeals, and now she's the champion. Up until that point, you saw that it, all Jay Cargill was in this waiting period to wait for Chris Statlander to come back, and you can go back on any BFR episode and hear this shit. They were waiting for Chris Statlander to come back so she could beat Jade Cargill. So now you're going to do all that. And then at this point, not it's not Jamie Hayter. It's not Mercedes Monet. It's Julia Hart. It's Sky Blue. I, I have an answer for you. Maybe. My ass. <laughs> My ass. My ass, motherfucker. Okay, y'all trip. <laughs> nah, y'all trip. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we gonna find out. I, mean, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I, if will she be lost. I will be stunned. I mean, I am wrong on these a lot. So. <laughs> just might be real. Might be a real dumb pick. I don't know. I, that's, look, I'm just saying. It's, it, I will be stunned. All right, you're up first here. So for the tag belt, you. Okay. Uh, we have Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus FTR versus LFI versus the House of Black or Kings of the Black Throne or fucking whatever, whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Unprofessional no bullshit. Um, least to most. Let's go LFI. Um, I like them, but this this doesn't feel like it's really going to be their time to win. Um FTR next to least don't really need it. It would be nice to see it, but I mean, come on, they're they're set. Um, I'm gonna go Kings of the Black Throne second likely, most likely to win. Um, maybe they beat pin FTR in some wonky fashion. Not saying it's wonky, but you know it's a fatal four way. Uh, somehow, some way, I just think that Bill and Ricky Starks come out of this and retain after all that it's said and done. I just don't think it's time to take the titles off of them right now. You know, let them kind of be the team that, you know, somehow sneaks away from the fray and uh, retains the titles. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, I have LFI last. I have FTR second to last. I actually have Starks and Bill uh, second, and I have the House of Black uh, going over here, although I could easily see Starks and Bill retaining somehow. Um, I'm looking forward to this match. This match could be a shit ton of fun. Uh, Zach, who you got? Zach, party special. I have it just like Bill, which scares me. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> you, you see the look on his face? He's shaking his head. He's right, right he is so upset. So salty. Salty. He looks like JCB trying to swim. <laughs> No, that about to say he way more common than Jesus me. Christ. He way more common than me. Shit, he he's shaking his head. It's like you know, like looking at the test. He's like the teacher looking at his test. Like, didn't we talk about this fifteen fucking hey, times? Hey, How many fucking this times? is <laughs> you know who fucked up. <laughs> this is the week I turn it all around. Uh oh, uh oh, having, having a perfect week. Uh oh, <laughs> and then uh, finally for the heavyweight championship, the triple B, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Who's the current champion versus challenger Jay White of the Bang Bang Gang? Bang Bang. I'll go first here. This is my Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. I'm taking MJF. Now, listen, if MJF somehow on collision tomorrow night gets the belt back entering into the pay per view. Oh, look at him hedging his shit. I want, I want, I want you guys give me to no, give me the opportunity no, no, to change this. No, pick. hell no, motherfucker. No. Hell no. It's only fair. Hell no. 
Now, see what we need to do. <laughs> see if, if, if see what we need to do when we reset this. And I was thinking about this the other day. We should have a lock of the week, and we should have an upset special of the week. So that way, when your dumbass gets in the hole and starts giving away points, you can get some points back. Okay, you're so welcome. We'll, we'll talk about, about it. That. You're we'll welcome. talk about it. You're well, welcome. next week, no, next year I'm going to be great. Anyway, uh, MJF is not walking into a championship match without his belt and not getting it back. That would be ridiculous. Uh, MJF wins here. Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock. Zach, who you got? Same. Stone Cold Lead Pipe, MJF. For all the same reasons? Yeah, I mean, just the fact that he hasn't had the belt. And also, uh, as great as Jay White is, and he is where he should be, which is in the title picture, um, the whole company revolves around MJF and all of the various facets of what MJF is doing. Um, I really like what Jay White's doing with the with Bang Bang Gang, and which I think is very funny that uh, Renee on... Uh, I've heard Renee refer to it at least one time as the Gang Bang Gang. Where is this? We must find this. And that has got to be a drop. Where did you hear it this? On, it was on the pre-show of the last pay-per-view. Oh, um, we must find it. We must have I it. Just, just hearing Renee say Gang Bang, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We must find this clip and bring it home to BFR. Uh, well, that's the thing. Moxley would be the scariest Thursday. guy in a cuck chair ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Could you perform if John Moxley was sitting in the corner like fucking Damon and, uh, if Friday, or next Friday and be like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Keep doing it, Jamie. Like, uh, are you still going to watch, sir? Yeah, I'm going to watch. What the fuck? Even if he was really into it, I'd just be scared that I wouldn't do a good job. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine Moxie, like, break, like bulldog choking and be like, look, motherfucker, I'm going to need you to get some action into this shit. That's it. Oh, my God. Jason, who do you got? It's, it's, it's MJF, duh. obviously. This would have been my Stone Cold Web Pipe Lock of the Week, but I decided to uh, give it to uh, Tony Storm on this one. Um, to me, the guy that's losing out of this, and I know uh, Three Beers likes to give out his flowers, but in this case, I got to keep it real. This is why I was just worried about Jay White coming over. I'm worried about Will Ospreay coming over and guys after the fact. Uh, Mercedes Monet is the woman that comes over uh, on the women's side, so be it. Um, it just—it feels like that Jay White has just been a pawn in the bigger MJF story, yeah. and Jay White has not gotten over on the, this. Is why he's ran around with the belt. I'll tell you what, AEW needs Dude, to have a good show. Got, Jay White has got the goddamn guns over. He's doing just fine. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> Man, that is getting the guns from over. From your lips to God's ears. No, getting the guns over. I'll, I'll tip the hat to that. That's great. I mean, that's so that's right. That's great. I'll just say this: Adam Cole was where Jay White is now. If Adam Cole is, and this is going, this is my threat, or this is my tease earlier. If Adam Cole is the devil, then it's all going to make sense, and it's going to be hopefully Adam Cole MJF two somewhere down the line. The rumor that I heard, or at least I saw, I take that back, is 
Kyle O'Reilly is going to be the devil reveal. I saw this shit in my head. I was like, this if they went that route, this would be the wet fart of wet farts for AEW. And they have to get this right. Like you said, this has to be a good show across the up and down on oh, the board. Are you but saying Kyle O'Reilly wouldn't be good? It would be a dude, motherfuckers would lose it. They would be salty. Three beer. If Kyle O'Reilly if okay, make oh then let's make it make sense. Why does Kyle O'Reilly attack Jay White? To throw everybody well, off I the mean, scent. Yeah, it's all about it's all about the Adam Cole thing. It's not it's not about Jay White. Oh, uh, okay, you're making my point. If let's just say for the sake of argument, Devil's Advocate, Kyle O'Reilly is revealed as the Devil. What's your reaction, th- uh, Three Beer? What's your reaction, Bill? Bill can go first. I'd be like, that's cool. Just get the fuck up out he's of here. Got, I mean, he's got a relationship with Adam Cole. Yeah, I'm a, three beer. Are you going to be cool with this? I was just sitting here thinking as you were explaining it. There's almost nobody that it could be that I'd be pissed off about. I don't I, even know who it would be where I'd be pissed off about. It. They, it could be Peter Avalon, and I could be. That's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen. Wow. Y'all so foolish. You, you foolish shit. I, you foolish shit. Three beer, uh, would you be upset about this being <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly and revealed as the devil? I can't. Dude, I, I just I can't get upset at wrestling. <laughs> Dude, what if like the what if like the devil shows up again, and then he just makes that Yano gesture where he puts his sh- shoulders up by his chin? Okay, <laughs> you're like, oh, that, fuck. I was about to say, hang on, I don't it's get, Yano. It's the devil. Yeah, right. Oh, I would I would kick my own TV over. I'll be at the Walmart. <laughs> He's got the devil mask on. He goes like this. Yeah, shrugs. I'll be like, I'll kick my own TV over. I'll be at Walmart first <laughs> thing God. Sunday morning. Uh, the only person I'd be mad at is is CM Punk. That'd be the only person I'd be mad at. Okay, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry if if we could check the archives. Somebody between the three of us, I'm not going to mention any names. Three beers, Zach Pullman was still salty to this day that Sami Zayn didn't win the title in February, and he was not let that go. So let's not talk about. Oh, hey, I don't get it. Salty. Something. I just think it was a bad move. Oh, whatever, dude. You was no, no, no. You are, hey, dude. Go hey, back, check the records. Hey. hey. What if it's Hornswoggle? (laughs) (laughs) No wonder they only showed his face. (laughs) They were always shooting him from up, from down below. Like a Michael like a Michael Bay shot, you know, like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and Bad Boys. It's like just swooping around. It's like, dude, that's Hornswoggle. I say that's a good or he's stacked up with two of them. Yeah. Like minions. (laughs) Not even that tall. That's gonna be our predictions. Cornswoggle and Wee Man. <laughs> <laughs> well played. We got well played. barely any birthdays this week. Maiko Satomoro is 44. Uh, Miss Elizabeth, RIP, would have been 63. Can Nikki, we put her in the Hall of Fame, please? God damn. Uh, speaking of Hall of Famers, Nikki and Brie Bella are 40 this week. And <laughs> Elias and Ezekiel, another pair of twins, are 36. <laughs> Everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. For my beautiful family inside, for Murray the Murray Man, Murray for Lucha, Chris for Patriot Pack, for Vice, for Tender Mahal. Hey, I I don't think we said happy birthday to Cedric Abishan. 
last oh, week either. Chef. We had the same birthdays, and he texted me, 11.15, boys. Chef. Shout out to Cedric. Shout out to Cedric. Double Device check. for three check. beers, Zach Pullman, for Jason Cornelius Bell. I am Bill Vagy. Black Happy Lives birthday, Matter. Support your local check. weed dealers. Check. Support your local restaurants. Check. And boo the heels. Boo! boo.